0: I'm your host, Kurt Sandvig, and welcome to Paranormal Almanac. That's right, I am your host, Kurt Sandvig, and on this week's edition of Paranormal Almanac, I want to talk to you about hell. Now, most religions seem to have a version of hell, and I think just about everyone has heard of hell, but how do you get there? You know, besides being a dick in this life, like, how do you get there? Is there a way to get to hell on earth? Or, I guess a better question is, is there a way for things to easily escape hell to earth this episode i'll tell you about some of the gateways to hell found on earth but first as always shout outs here we go manning jeff megan cat martin lash kira maggie hi maggie laura O. Oh, hi laura O. Oh, anthony todd and elijah hendrickson dan angie matt laura chuck travis sarah amber david nanashi Michaela, Heidi, Rachel, Lindsay, Juliana, Edgar, Sarah, J-Mark, Carolyn, Jim, Jade, Carolyn, Pablo, Laura, Shani, Jeff, Dill, Laura, Daniel, Laura, and Autumn. Welcome, Autumn. If you've heard your name on here, that means you are one step cooler than the rest of the listeners because you are on patreon.com paranormalalmanac You're one of the supporters of this show. In case you don't know, this entire show, from research to recording to editing to paying for the website to paying for everything, is done by yours truly. So if you like this show, and if you want to subscribe, and if you want to help make this show just a little bit better every month, please head on over to patreon.com paranormalalmanac paranormal almanac for as little as a dollar a month, you get access to exclusive episodes Content and Google Hangouts, which are gonna start very soon, because I just figured out how to do them, guys, so look forward to that in just a little bit. Okay, with shoutouts out of the way, let's head on over to Paranormal News. This first story is a big story. It broke in a big way just last week. Multiple pilots report a UFO. Quote, we saw a bright light and it just disappeared. Now I'm talking several commercial airline pilots reported a series of fast-moving UFOs in the skies off the west coast of Ireland last week. One pilot said the object or objects were traveling at astronomical speeds of at least Mach 2 or twice the speed of sound. Now the incident began when a British Airways pilot flying from Montreal to London's Heathrow Airport contacted Shannon Air Traffic Control in Ireland to ask if there were any military aircraft in the vicinity. When told there was no such aircraft, the pilot said something had moved so fast past the aircraft. Err, alongside you, the air traffic controller said. The pilot replied that two objects had approached on the left and then rapidly veered towards the north. We saw a bright light and it just disappeared at a very high speed. Not not only that, but a Virgin Airlines flight from Orlando to Manchester then reported, quote, two bright lights, that, quote, seemed to bank over to the right and then climb away at speed. The pilot described a meteor or another object making some kind of re-entry. It appears to be multiple objects following the same sort of trajectory, very bright from where we were. Then, a third pilot chimed in. Glad it wasn't just me, the Norwegian air pilot flying from Stewart Air P- in New York to Shannon Ireland said. No, uh, yeah, it was very interesting, that one, the Virgin Islands pilot replied. So you have three, at least three, commercial airline pilots, experienced airline pilots, that saw something that they can't quite explain. One thought there was something re-entering the atmosphere. So, according to the BBC, the Irish Aviation Authority is now investigating the reports of, quote, unusual air activity. Next up in paranormal news, a... Interesting article Can cats and dogs see spirits? Science confirms they can see frequencies that we can't if you own a cat or a dog and you think you have paranormal activity in your house and you see them looking at something or Barking at something or meowing at something You're gonna understand where this article is coming from so apparently it was previously believed that all mammals had similar eyes to humans incapable of seeing UV rays but scientific evidence suggests that many mammals can in fact, a study conducted a few years ago by a biologist at City University in London provided evidence for this weird differential in sight between species. The article does go on to quote PetMD. I don't know how uh, I don't know how much stock you can take in PetMD, but here's the quote from PetMD in this article: Have you ever felt that your cat or dog can see something you don't? Well, you may be right. According to a new study, cats, dogs, and other mammals are thought to see in ultraviolet light which opens up a different world than the one we see. UV light is the wavelength between the visible light from red to violet that humans can see. Humans have a lens that blocks UV from reaching the retina. It was previously thought that most mammals had similar lenses to humans. This one actually is really interesting. And this one is interesting to me for a different reason because if you do paranormal investigations, they actually sell UV lenses for cameras. And these UV lenses, have supposedly caught these spirits on film. You do see different things with the UV lens than you do with your natural eyes. So that leads me to believe that there is something there with the UV spectrum and the paranormal. Something is lifted, the veil is lifted, whatever you want to call it. Something is a little bit different when you use these UV lenses. Your cat or dog might not be barking or meowing at nothing. They might be barking or meowing at a ghost in your house. Okay, the last thing I have for paranormal news before we get to the gateways of hell. Alien Con Los Angeles tickets for 2019 have gone on sale. Get yours now at thealiencon.com. If it was anything like last year, I'm guaranteeing you that you're going to enjoy the hell out of this convention. I had a blast last year. I cannot wait to go to this one. And that's right. If you go to AlienCon Los Angeles, there's a good chance that you're going to see me there because I plan on going at least a couple of days. The lineups they have are amazing. The guests that they keep adding to are amazing. The vendors that they had last year were fantastic. I cannot wait for this event. My hope is that Paranormal Almanac can have a booth or do a recording there or do an episode from Alien Con. That's what I'm hoping and that's what I'm trying to work on now. Figured I got about a year, so now's the time to get on it. Alright, with that out of the way, let's get right into this week's episode. This episode is about gateways to hell on Earth, and the legends that grew around them. Now the first one, I personally think was made up as a joke that just kept growing, like you know, like many urban legends do. But I'm keeping it on this list because it is the best known American gateway to hell. If you've ever seen the TV show Supernatural, they've actually done stories about this location a couple of times. Real or not, probably not, it's a great tale. So let's jump right into this first story. It's called the Stull Cemetery, and it's in Stull, Kansas, a small town, and I mean really small. It is basically a few houses, a church, and a cemetery, and that's about it. There's not a lot to this town. It's a quiet, tiny town in the upper right corner of Kansas, and the cemetery was built in 1862 by the German settlers that moved into the area, and it was named for the postmaster at that time, Sylvester Stahl. And just like the town, the cemetery is small. It's about 100 graves, a tree, and it used to have an abandoned church on the grounds, but I'll get into that in a minute. Now, I'm going to start this one with a little bit of debunk, because despite the BS online, there is no... Early 1800s murder or a satanic crap that happened in this church. But let me tell you the legend first. The massive pine tree in the cemetery was used to hang condemned witches, including Satan's lover. She was either pregnant with his child when she was hanged or had given birth to a hideously deformed creature that only lived a few days, and that's why she was hanged. The name they put on her tombstone was Witch. W-I-T-T-T-C-H to let everybody know that a witch was buried there. Why'd they misspell it? No idea, cause this story is bullshit. But I'm gonna continue with the legend. So, she was hanged and buried with the Devil Spawn baby. Then just a few days later, a missing town person was found hanging from the tree, which was smoldering. Why was the tree smoldering? Because supposedly, the devil himself came up and hanged this random missing townsperson for hanging the love of his life. You can tell that this one is a BS urban legend because this backstory is so batshit crazy, but we'll continue on. The date the witch was hanged was the spring equinox. This we'll come back to in a minute. So the legend continues that the church was abandoned by the town folk in the 20s because Satan would use it to come into the world twice a year, once, on the spring equinox, you know, when the witch was hanged, and the other date, Halloween, so he could visit his lover and child. The local witches would visit the tree for years for satanic rituals until it was torn out in 1998. Which is weird, because if you look at photos of the cemetery from today, there's still a big-ass tree there, so, you know, facts are hard, I guess. Now, every year, more and more people would visit Stull Cemetery on Halloween to witness Satan's return. That part is true. Why? I have no idea, but let's go with it. Like I said, that part is true. For years, more and more people would visit and hang out in front of Stull Cemetery on Halloween in hopes to witness Satan's return. And let's think about that for just a second. You go there in hopes to see Satan's return. At best, Satan will show up. And who the hell wants to meet Satan? I don't. I'm good. I, no, thank you. I'm good. So these people are showing up in hopes to see Satan. And then what? Take a photo with him? Take a selfie? What are they expecting? He's Satan. He's already hanged one dude. He's probably going to kill or torture or, you know, do something really bad. Why would you want to be there? And if he doesn't show up, you've wasted a night at a very tiny, very nice town's cemetery when you could actually be out doing other fun stuff for Halloween. You know, I don't understand the logic behind going somewhere in the tiny town in Kansas on the hopes to see the devil. But that's just me. You know, teach your own, I guess. You know, you guys have fun doing what you want to do. So let's continue with the BS legend about the church. So the church apparently wasn't always evil, but it was overtaken by the Satanists who lived in nearby towns. Don't you hate when that happens? They conjured up so much evil that they opened a portal to hell. When the church still stood, there were stairs located on the back wall near the right side. Now, most of the time, they were overgrown and hidden with thick grass. It took a bit of searching unless you knew exactly where they were. Now, these stairs were a direct gateway to hell and used by Lucifer to appear on Halloween night at midnight and spring equinox, apparently. If a person was to travel down these steps, even just a few, they would be trapped and forced to walk hours back up, trying to return from the pits of hell. Who these people are, I have no idea, because there is not one story that says that anybody got trapped on five steps on their way back up from hell. You'd think that'd be talked about a little bit more. Especially in a small town. Especially during the 20s, 30s, and 40s. But let's continue. Before it was banned in 1988, hundreds of people would gather at Stull Cemetery to see Satan, To see Satan, To see Satan. Now that all ended in 1988 because... Almost 500 people gathered at the cemetery. Remember, small town, very small cemetery. 500 people invaded this tiny town and gathered at the cemetery waiting for Satan. Guess what? He never shows up. The news reported that they caused so much damage to the cemetery that officers have patrolled the grounds on Halloween ever since. Don't think about doing this for two reasons. One, This story is bullshit, so you're driving out to Stull, Kansas for no reason on a Halloween night to wander through a very tiny cemetery of a very nice small town and nothing's going to happen. And two, because the fine is now $1,000 and six months in jail. I can't confirm that, but that's what the internet says, so why risk it? Like I said, he doesn't show up anyway, so why bother? Okay, this next part is a bit odd though. The church was falling apart. The roof had collapsed, and because of the weather, it was rotting and unstable. Now, a lot of BS websites are saying even when the roof caved in, there would be no snow or rain inside the church. And they couldn't explain it. The snow would be five feet outside, yet no snow inside. The rain would be so heavy outside, yet it didn't rain inside. Well, that's all BS because this church was crumbling and unstable because of weather. So it was demolished on Friday, March 29th, in 2002. Here's the odd part. They don't know who authorized it to be demolished. The landowners definitely didn't. According to the Lawrence, Kansas newspaper, a Lecompton resident who said he owns the land with two other members of Harvest Hill LLC said that he hadn't been informed the church would be razed and that he wasn't even sure who authorized the demolition. He says, I didn't authorize it to be torn down. He did decline to name the other landowners to the newspaper, and I can't blame him because of all the weird crap that happens on here, you don't really want to be associated with a gateway to hell. So, yeah, it's a weird part to this tale. No one seems to know who authorized the church's demolition, but it is indeed gone. So, you know, maybe this will stop Satan from visiting. He has no other reason to go. Other BS regarding this cemetery? Well, There was a rumor that the Cure refused to play in Kansas because of the church. And they said, nope, that's BS, it's a stupid urban legend, we have played there, we didn't even know about this church. Oh, and that tombstone that just says witch with a bunch of T's? Well, it actually says Wittich, W-I-T-T-I-C-H, which, not surprisingly, was a townsperson that passed away. That's just their last name, it doesn't mean witch. And here's a dumb one. According to an article in Time that may or may not exist, it doesn't. Pope John Paul II declared, salt, declared Stull Cemetery evil in 1993 or 1995, or never since this is completely made up, yet shared on a ton of websites about Stull Cemetery. Anyhow, allegedly the Pope was meant to make a public appearance in Colorado when he redirected his private flight to avoid the airspace above Stull, Kansas. Allegedly, he refused to fly over unholy ground. Again, it is very easy to find out the date, but websites don't want to take two seconds to Google it. Pope John Paul did go to Denver in 1993. That part is true. He never flew around or over Kansas. That part is not true. It's bullshit. Well, I, technically he did fly around it, but he didn't fly around it because of the unholy ground BS rumor. They just flew. That is the only part of this story is true that he went to Denver in 1993. That is it. The rest is crap. Speaking of dumb stories that might be true about the cemetery, Ariana Grande wound up visiting Stahl Cemetery while on tour in Kansas City and she talked to Complex Magazine about it. Did she... I don't know. I really kind of got bored with investigating the BS on this one. So I'm just going to read you what a number of websites say. According to Ariana Grande, I felt this sick, overwhelming feeling of negativity over the whole car. And we smelled sulfur, which is the sign of a demon. And there was a fly in the car randomly, which is another sign of a demon. I was like, this is scary. Let's leave. I rolled down the window before we left and said, we apologize. We didn't mean to disrupt your peace. Then I took a picture and there are three super distinct faces in the picture. They're faces of textbook demons. Because you know, Ariana Grande knows a lot about demons and what they look like. In fact, if you need an expert about demons, look no further than Ariana Grande. All right, let me continue this crappy story. Ariana didn't have the picture of proof because she deleted it after she tried to send it to her manager and got an error message saying, this file can't be sent. It's 666 megabytes. This story's so dumb. (sighs) So anyhow, she had kept the image in a folder, but claimed weird and terrifying things kept happening to her. The weird things she described are frankly pretty terrifying. I was going to sleep about two weeks ago. I'd just gotten off the phone, and as soon as I closed my eyes, I heard this really loud rumble right by my head. When I opened my eyes, it stopped immediately. But when I closed my eyes, it started again with whispers. Every time I closed my eyes, I started seeing these really disturbing images with like red shapes. Then I opened my eyes and I got back on the phone and I was like, I'm really scared and I don't want to go to bed tonight. And then I scooched over to the left side of the bed because that's where the best service is in my room. And there was this massive black matter. I don't know what it was. It was like a cloud of black next to me. I'm almost done. Don't worry. Grande says she cried and watched it move in front of her, move in front of her bed, before falling asleep on the phone. The next night, her friend Tyler spent the night and witnessed the same thing. Here's a leftover from last week's episode. Bullshit! So much bullshit. Not even a little of that is true. It's just utter bullshit. And another thing about Stull, Kansas that's total BS is the fact that it has 66600 as its zip code. No, it doesn't. Not even close. So all of you websites that are saying the cemetery that is a portal to hell in Stull, Kansas has 666 as its zip code? Just Google it, take two seconds. It takes two seconds to Google Stull, Kansas, Cemetery. I'm gonna do it now. Stull, Kansas, Cemetery zip code. Boom! Stull Kansas Cemetery zip code is 66050. It's not even 66060 or 66600. No, it is 66050. Websites that are reporting it differently, you're stupid. Google exists. Use it. If you don't want to do that, Ask Alexa. I bet you she could tell you. So, let's get back to Stahl Cemetery. Why this cemetery? Why did people choose this cemetery as a gateway to hell? You know, where did these legends even come from? Well, best I can tell, they all came from the 50s when a professor at University of Kansas, which is located about a dozen miles from Stahl, deliberately made up the story of the gate to hell as an urban legend, and the urban legend just kept growing year after year. Then in 1972, someone wrote a piece about it in the university newspaper, and that's all it needed. The legend was huge by this point, and it kept growing. So this is our first portal to hell on earth, but uh, it's probably not real. We have the best guess of where this story came from. There's no proof for any of this stuff, There is no paranormal investigation that has ever found anything here. No one that I know of that I can find online has ever crawled up those steps from the pits of hell to say that this one is true. But, like I said, since this was America's best known example of a gateway to hell, I wanted to leave this one on the list, so let's move on to the next one. This next one is definitely more ancient, and in my opinion, more likely to be a portal to hell. Now, I'm going to screw up a bunch of names in just a minute here. I apologize. I know I'm messing him up. It's called Station Island. I got that one right. And it's in Loch Derg, a county in Donegal, Ireland. So according to legend, the site dates all the way back to the 5th century when Christ showed St. Patrick a cave, or depending where you get your version, it's sometimes called a pit or a well. Now, regardless of what it is, and I think it is a cave, but I'll get to that in a minute. Regardless of what it is, it's supposed to be a portal to hell. I personally think it was a cave. Why? Well, because a cave exists on this island. There really is a cave there. Here's the odd thing. That cave has been closed since October 25th, 1632. They referred to it as a cave or cellar or sometimes as an enclosed pit. Now the entrance, which was kept closed and locked, was very narrow. It's about two feet wide and three feet high. Once inside, there was a short descent of about six steps. The cave was divided into two parts. The first is about nine feet long, probably with banked sides and only high enough to kneel in. After a turn, there was another five foot long section. So the cave is real. It's been written about since the 5th century and closed since the 1600s. Why? Why hasn't it been opened and used as a tourist spot for them? Well, I don't know. Even though we know the cave exists, we don't know what it was used for besides a portal to hell to scare Christians into believing in God. Some experts thought it was a place to store crops and animals, called a souterrain, terrain but after looking at the dimensions, they say it was kind of small for that. Others thought it was used as a sweat house. People would go in the cave, breathe in medicinal smoke, and start tripping, basically. In fact, this could be why it was connected to purgatory. Because these sweat houses were called purgatoriums, meaning purge or cleansing. And the term purgatory derived its meaning from a place for punishment in the afterlife. So the cave could have been a place that people went to for physical or spiritual healing. Like I said, it's been known for sure since 1185 and shown on maps from all over Europe as early as the 15th century. Now there's a very famous map of the world from 1492 by Martin Bayham. This is the only Irish site on it. Alright, so let's get back to hell though. I want to get hell involved again. So the legend said, God opened a gateway to hell To have St. Patrick show doubters that hell existed and therefore heaven exists. Now, I'm not bagging on God's plan or messing with God at all. But to me personally, that seems like a fucked up way of doing things. He could have just made a gateway to heaven, shown St. Patrick this and said, Hey, look at that. If you're nice, you get to go here. How awesome is that? But no, he showed him a gateway to hell. Pure evil. So, yeah, a gateway was opened, and the only thing keeping everything from pouring out in this world? Well, today a monastery sits on the island as a means of shielding the earth from this portal. And tourism is discouraged. You're gonna find that this isn't the only portal to hell on this list, where a monastery or a building was placed over it to protect us from the pit from hell. Unlike the other one on this list though, like I said, tourism is actually discouraged on this cave, portal to hell, whatever you want to call it. So this one is really interesting to me. It does go back a long ways. It does have a lot of religious significance to it. And the cave has been closed for so long and we don't know why. Is this one actually a portal to hell? Well, until they open it, let's hope they don't. But until they open it, we're going to have to go with maybe. From there, let's go to Pluto's Gate. It's in the southwestern region of Turkey, and it's in the ancient city of Heropolis, Heropolis Aeropolis. Hierapolis. One of those might be right. It's a Grecan-Roman pilgrimage site and it's home to Pluto's gate. It's been long fabled that Pluto's gate existed. But it's only recently been unearthed as being real. And again, it's supposedly an entryway to hell. Now, this one was discovered by archaeologists in 2013 after decades of searching for it. And unlike the other portals to hell on this list, Pluto's gate can, in fact, actually kill you. Ancient literature describes travelers bringing animals to the site as a a means of sacrifice to the god Pluto. Now, these animals would be subjected to mephitic gases that leak from the rocks of the gate And in turn, you die from suffocation. That's what I mean by this portal can actually kill you. So you probably don't want to go and visit this portal to hell because, you know, you'll die. So from that one, let's jump back to Ireland because there's actually two more gates to hell in Ireland. But I wanted to break them up a little bit. The next Irish gateway is called, warning, I'm going to get this name wrong, maybe. It's called Awinagat or Cave of the Cats. The cave features a souterrain like that one I was telling you about earlier, which is a place for crops and animals that lead into a naturally formed cave. So throughout time, the modern religions had tales of this cave being from fairy queens to... fairy queens, not dairy queens, fairy queens to thinly veiled portals to other realms to goddesses. Depending on what century you were talking about this cave, they attribute it to the gods or godlike creatures of that century. But then in the 18th century, Christianity came and this cave became a portal to hell. Religious texts describe Awinagat as the hell mouth of Ireland. It was believed that Awinagat was linked to another hell mouth many kilometers away at the Kesh Still in Ireland. Yes, it's another cave that's a gateway to hell. But back to Awinagat. This cave was guarded by the goddess of death and strife, the Morrigan, and every Samhain, not Samhain, every Samhain, the festival that became Halloween, she enters our world with monstrous cats, a three-headed demon, giants, and other creatures. Now this one you can get a tour of, and it's from an archaeologist, and he says, It has a man-made 5.5 meter underground tunnel, or Sioux Terrain, from its entrance that connects to a 37 meter long natural limestone cavern. So this cave is huge. Now he said it was believed that the beasts and demons and wicked things came out of other worlds through the cave. Halloween began here, he says. The state itself has yet to allow a sponsor an excavation at the cave, but apparently you can book a tour at r-a-t-h-c-r-o-a-g-a-n dot i-e once again rathcrogan dot i-e so if you want to take a tour this archaeologist seems to be the only one who's doing it and he seems to know a lot about it so it seems like it'd be a very cool tour to take okay that was one ireland cave the first right, so we had two ireland caves and i mentioned that there was another one many kilometers away, called Kesh Karan. I'm really not gonna get into Kesh Karan. it's just a lot like the other two. I wanna keep going around the world. So next up is a quick one. Let's go to a modern gate to hell. One that we know exactly how it started, and despite the fact it really looks like a gateway to hell, there's nothing paranormal here. It's in the Karakum Desert in Turkmenistan, near the 350 person village of Durvaza. Now there's a hole 230 feet wide that has been on fire for over 40 years. And it really looks like a portal to hell. I mean it really does, but sadly it's man-made. Unfortunately it was created in 1971 when a Soviet drilling rig accidentally punched into a massive underground natural gas cavern. Now this caused the ground to collapse and the entire drilling rig fell into it. Having punctured a pocket of gas Poisonous fumes began leaking, so, not knowing how big it was, they thought it was smaller than it is, the Russians set the hole on fire to burn off the gas. Unfortunately, like I said, there was a lot more gas down there than they thought, and it's still burning. It said its glow can be seen for miles around. Like I said, quick one, not actually a gate to hell, but you still don't want to fall in it, and it sure as shit looks like one. Okay, for my money, this next one just might be the real deal, if it can be proven. It's called Huska Castle. Now, this one's located roughly 50 miles north of Prague. Huska Castle is a 13th century Gothic mansion that looks over the Czech countryside. Now, this castle is imposing and scary enough as is, but underneath it is something pretty bizarre. Supposedly, there is a pit under the castle. Legend has it, the castle was purposely built over the pit to stop the demons from escaping the pit. Apparently the villagers would see demons escaping the pit for years and animal-human hybrids have been seen coming out of it or just around the pit before the castle was built. Now I gotta say, trying to separate fact from fiction is tough on this one, but here's what I think is true about the pit. First off, let me say, we don't even know if the pit is real. The castle was built, boom, straight on top of it. There is no opening or gates or anything. The castle is plump sitting on top of it. So as far as I know, we don't even know if the pit exists. But the castle was built in the second half of the 13th century. And that was probably on the orders of Bohemian ruler, Odakar II of Bohemia during his reign, which was 1253 to 1278. Now, it was to serve as an administration building from which the extensive royal estates could be managed. Now, later it was passed to the hands of the aristocracy, frequently passing from ownership from one to the next to the next. In about 1590, it underwent a Renaissance-style modification. Now, it does look down from a rocky cliff, but it doesn't have any real defense reasons to be there. In the 18th century it ceased to serve as a noble residence and fell into a state of disrepair before being renovated in 1823. Then in 1897 it was purchased by Princess Oh Jesus Hohonlo Ho. That's right, Princess Hohonloho. H O H E N L O H E. And in 1924, it was bought by the President of Skoda. Now, during World War II, this is where the evil crap gets into it as far as I'm concerned. Here's where more evil crap gets into the story as far as I'm concerned. During World War II, the Germans used the castle to perform inhumane experiments on local people or prisoners of war. There were apparently Nazi skeletons found inside the castle and they had been executed. Now it should come as no surprise to any of you guys that the Nazis were really interested in the occult and trying to open up portals to hell to defeat the other armies of the world. So this castle, for all intents and purposes, if the legend is true, this castle is a great place for them to start, unfortunately. Now inside the castle is something pretty odd as well. It's the artwork. There are possible demons painted on the walls, St. Michael, dragons, other medieval evils, and it's all painted around there for no apparent reason. It's some of the oldest artwork in the area, and none of it makes sense in a religious aspect. Now men working on the castle through the years have seen shadows, heard scratching, and heard disembodied voices. Now here's some probable BS about the pit. The very first man who was tied up and lowered into the pit began screaming in terror the moment he passed out of eyesight. This is when the castle was being built, if you haven't guessed. Now when the frightened villagers hoisted him out of the darkness, they were horrified by what they saw. The prisoner, who had been a young man only minutes before, had aged more than 30 years while he was in the pit, and now had a head of full white hair. If you're a fan of Art Bell, this story might sound familiar to you as well because of the lowering and screaming is eerily similar to Mel's Hole. I know I talked about it briefly on an episode a long time ago, My hope is that my friend Sean and I are going to do an Art Bell retrospective, if you will, and Mel's Hole will definitely be one of the stories on that episode. So other things that have been seen here is a giant bulldog slash frog slash human, a headless black horse, and a woman in an old dress who is frequently seen on the top floor windows. The odd thing about the windows are there's a lot of windows on the outside of the building. Almost none of them are real. They're just a facade that was added years later when they were refurbishing the castle. And like I said, I don't even know what to think about the location of the castle itself. There is no defensive reasons to build it there. There is no water nearby, which castles are usually built by. There was nothing for it to be fortifying or guarding. So there's really no reason for this castle to be there. And under the monastery floor, supposedly, is that pit. The monastery floor was actually built over the pit hole and has not been seen since Like I said, there is not one verified picture of the pit itself. If you google Huska Castle pit There's a lot of pictures of pits, but guess what? They're all fake No excavations have ever uncovered the supposed pit either But then again, no one seems to want to excavate the pit No one seems to want to open up the gateway to hell So I just don't know what to think, but I can tell you, based on the paranormal activity that's been seen here for years, based on the villagers' reports from back in the day, based on the fact that there really is no purpose for that castle to be there, in the first place. This leads me to believe there's something more to this story, and perhaps this pit is real, and, just perhaps, it's a portal to hell. Okay, with that one, let's move on to another gateway to hell. It's in Fengdu, China, and it's a 2,000-year-old city of ghosts, and it's located in the Chongqing municipality. Now, this one is a very different kind of gate to hell, and I wasn't sure about putting it on this list at first, but, you know, here it is. It's thought to be the place that the dead stopped on their way to the afterlife. According to a legend from the Han Dynasty, it tells of two imperial officials, Wang Fangping. And Ying Chang Sheng, who gave up the court life to practice Taoism in Fengdu, and because of this, they became immortal. Their names combined sound like King of Hell. I'm assuming in Chinese because it doesn't sound like that in English. But and so Mingshan, which is the hill that overlooks Fengdu, became known as the abode of Tianzi, or the King of Hell. Still with me? So there were these two imperial officials. They wanted to practice Taoism and in doing so became immortal. Somehow their combined names mean King of Hell. Now the city is filled with Buddhist and Taoist temples that are said to be filled with immortal spirits and those spirits judge and torment the dead. Look I get judging the dead, but tormenting the dead, that's just a dick move. Anyhow, so a freshly dead person's soul must first cross the bridge of helplessness again, seems mean, to have their virtues judged. Then, face the mirror of retribution at the ghost-torturing pass. This is what happens if you die around this place. You are going to have to go through these trials and tribulations. So I don't want to die anywhere near the ghost-torturing pass. Now, these freshly dead souls either become immediately reincarnated, yay, or... Face a series of torments before reaching the Wheel of Rebirth. Wheel. Of. Rebirth. If you want to visit this area, and I don't know why you would risk it, but, you know, you can. Well, you get there by boat because the lower section of the village was flooded by a dam. So you take a boat, then you walk bridges supposedly guarded by demons, but if you make it, you get to look at a 138-meter-high statue of the Ghost King. Supposedly, it's the largest sculpture carved onto a rock, and this rock is actually, like, coming out of the side of the mountain. So this Ghost King is coming out of the side of the mountain. And while Fengdu is centuries old, some of its symbolic structures were created rather recently. The last glance at Home Tower, the final sight Ghost Will See of the Living World, was constructed in 1985, so, so that's kind of new for a legend, right? Now, like I said, I don't want to go anywhere near this place, because it seems like a bad spot to die and a bad spot for your ghost. I don't want to do any of that. Well, I kind of want to play the Wheel of Rebirth, but besides that, I don't want to do any of this. So let's end it like I started it, with a... well, with a debunk, really. Let's go back to America, but this time to Pennsylvania in Hellum Township. It has hell written right there. What's there you might ask? Well, how about the seven gates of hell? Not one, not two, but seven gates of hell. Alright, here's the BS tale. The gates appear near the site of a tragic asylum fire. Nope. And if you step through all seven gates, you land straight in hell. I love how these urban legends that tell you if you do these seven things, you disappear and burn in hell. Well, if you did, how would anybody know? Also, this particular BS says that no one has ever made it past the fifth gate. Again, how would they know? I made it past the fifth gate, and then the sixth gate, and then poof, you're gone. Nope. It's a dumb, creepy pasta story. So a very quick search verified that there was never an insane asylum here, And if you call it the seven gates of hell, that no one has ever made it past the fifth gate, then at least have seven fucking gates. There's only one gate here. It's some doctor's gate to his house, and it's pretty damn lame. And don't even start with the whole, well, the other gates are invisible during the day BS either. It's crap. So, the seven gates of hell... I gave up right after that because, like I said, it's creepypasta crap and I don't want to... I don't want to spread these stories any more than they've already been spread. If you search gateways of hell, you're definitely going to find Stalled Kansas and if you keep looking, you're probably going to find the Seven Gates of Hell as well. A lot of websites say that if you go there, weird things happen and spooky this and spooky that and it's crap. What bums me out is These guys are more hits and downloads than my podcast in total ever has. These stupid YouTube videos that show absolutely nothing, that aren't scary in the slightest, nor are they entertaining at all, are getting millions and millions of downloads. And that frustrates me. Okay, so that is my first list of the gateways of hell. There's a couple on this list that are total crap, but there's one or two that are really intriguing. And there are actually more gates of hell out there. It seems like gateways in and out of hell are actually fairly common and accessible from a lot of places around the world, especially in Ireland. Why that is, I can't tell you. And you know what, the earth is messed up as it is, so how about we stop with the gateways to hell? We don't need any more. apparently we've got plenty around the world. Okay, that leads me to this question. Do you guys know about a gateway to hell near you? Have you heard of an urban legend of a gateway to hell somewhere around you? that, you, Or maybe that you've been to. Have you been to a gateway to hell? What was it like? Did you get past the fifth gate? Did you see Satan and his lover and his Satan spawn baby? If you said yes, I'd really like to talk to you. But not in person because you scare me a little bit. Once again, I am your host, Kurt Sandig, and this has been another edition of Paranormal Almanac. you so it is And on her.